Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Second to go. Pass. Got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some year. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen... Anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup? Wow, what a drive. Fourth and one. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. When everything was on the line for the Rams, Yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and with me momentarily will be co-host J-Rap, though not here at the moment, but we will forge ahead, and it's been a rough start. That was a, I noticed that I had the dates wrong, not only for the episode slide, which was wrong at first, and then when I put up the correct episode number of 361, that's where we're at right now. I noticed that I entered the year 2021, which it is not. We're it is 2022, July 17th, 2022, and the Joe Mays and JR show is back for the first time in a month. It's been that long, and that's what the summer does to us. It's crazy, crazy weekends, crazy things happening all over. Lots of vacations and trips and activities with the kids. A lot of fun, but that means that this show tends to become a little bit hit or miss. But here tonight to talk more NFL, and I mean, now it is NFL preview season. It's July 17th, 2022, and in about a week's time, a bunch of teams will be reporting for training camp, and I think within 10 days from now, every team will have reported for NFL training camp. So we're getting to the most spectacular time of the year, and couldn't be more thrilled and happy about that, but... Tonight, we'll be talking about the North Division, so we have eight teams to cover in both the NFC and AFC North, and there are some interesting teams there because there's a few unique situations with quarterbacks and teams that maybe overachieved last year. Can they repeat? Some that underachieved, especially due to injuries, can they bounce back? And we're going to cover all of that, but before we do... Let me throw up some contact information and thank our sponsors. And you can contact us via the May Sandwich Shop email inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. 
Uh, we do still have the May Sandwich Shop hotline, 215-315-3199. We have not used that for a very, very long time. But you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Joe Mays and JRAF. We would love to hear from you. And the email inbox is the best way to do that. But you surely can do so on social media as well. And we will get started here with the NFC North first. That's where we'd be headed. And it's a, honestly, I think it's a struggling division. The Packers have seemingly run away with it for a number of years. And that's what happens when you have someone with the the talent and ability of Aaron Rodgers, despite my distaste for him as a person, as a quarterback, he's obviously very, very talented and has directed the Packers to numerous division championships. I, I do kind of, uh, take some solace in the fact that his teams have spectacularly underachieved in the playoffs. You, It's tough to have someone of, of that caliber and only win one Super Bowl, but that's where the Packers are at. And obviously they are the, I would think, the odds-on favorites by many sports books to repeat as division champs and be one of the better teams in the NFC just based on what they have and what they're bringing back. So, um, we are going to do this uh, a little bit differently than we've done in the past. If you watch any of our other preview shows that we've done, we have been tackling them, I believe, alphabetically by team or mascot name. Um, so in the NFC North, we're talking about uh, Packers, Lions, uh, Bears, and Vikings. So we're going to start in Chicago first. So let me pull up my information here on the 2022 Chicago Bears. And the biggest thing for them is they have a new coaching staff, a new head coach for the Chicago Bears. Matt uh, Nagy was relieved of duties, and uh, f- former Indianapolis assistant coach Matt Eberflus was brought in. They were 6-11 in 2021, another down year uh, for the Bears, but it was the first year of rookie or new quarterback and rookie Justin Fields, so he's entering year two. There are, are many people uh, that think the Bears are one of the worst teams in the NFL. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far because I, I think the talent that Justin Fields possessed is is there's a high ceiling there, but I do agree with them when they think that they don't have much other talent offensively. Uh, they have one of the weaker offensive lines and perhaps the weakest receiving core in the NFL. Um, speaking of underachieving, uh, joining, joining me now is, uh, co-host Jay Raff. So the, the king underachiever right here. Well, I know July is your favorite month for sports. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just, I'll just add to that, you know? Yes. Just do my part. To... We're in the deadest of dead periods. Yeah, so exactly. Nothing happening today. I, I feel like the uh, MLB draft Wednesday is like the peak of like sports, like Everything sports, right? What, it's because it's ESPYs? Is that the ESPYs? Well, I just, there's like no baseball. There's nothing, like, yeah. They should do the draft on Wednesday. Right. I, there's a lot of things that could be moved around in July to make this better. To, honestly, to me, and we've had this discussion before, I wish the MLB All-Star game was around the 4th. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, take, that, like make that a whole like five-day thing. Right. Uh, do, do like the home run derby on the third, have the fourth, and then have the game on the fifth or something right. like and that. Right, and imagine on the fourth, and I know this, but like 
put it on like in like a four o'clock time slot. So you have like fireworks at the end, or I'm thinking like you could do it the night before too. imagine like home run derby and there's fireworks every time, you yeah. know, they hit like, um, oh, the yeah. potential is so there. And Oh my gosh, we, well, there was that thing I sent you a couple weeks ago and you raised a valid point, especially specifically this year, but it's like, you know, NFL owns Thanksgiving NBA to a, to a larger extent owns Christmas day. You could make an exception. Mo- most this year, years, pro- right. I'd say. Um, and it's like, you know, you, you could even say like, well, it's harder now, but college football with new years, but also like NHL gets big with the, the winter classic on or around new year's. A lot of times now too, like the, an attempt is made. The yeah. baseball has the 4th of July sitting there. And they just are like, and they no, don't like, no. and don't get me wrong. Most of the teams, but the Phillies didn't play this year. That's yeah. why it popped up. That on was a lot weird. Of my yeah. Things, but they could build so much out of that. I was thinking, and it's that, closer to the middle I was of the thinking, year. And I know it becomes a separate thing, but why is that not when they're doing the field of dreams game? You know, like yeah. you could, I, I you do tie I, it together. I know they could make it separate things. So they wouldn't have to make it the same. So thing, when we have but, a sit down with your buddy and your oh, favorite commissioner of all time, Bob Manfred, we'll make sure to ask him these questions. So <laughs> I've been thinking about Manfred because someone sat down with him at ESPN and did like this long piece about how like he's so hated and they straight up asked him like, do you hate baseball? Cause like lots of people think you do. And he kind of like scoffed at the thing, but then like, and he, he and then t- he thought about it for a while. <laughs> right. Right. But one of the key things was, and, and I thought of this later was about how like, he just like joked about the trophy being a hunk of metal right. saying like nobody yeah. cares about it. And like, so, and look, I'm, I'm for some of the changes Rob Manfred has made, but he is also just a terrible commissioner. Like he, he's bad. And this is, <laughs> tell it, us how you really it, feel. Well, and it's another thing that's a little different, but it, it just reminds me of, of this a little bit was just like with, with the free agency in hockey. And you probably saw this stat the other day, but Nikola Jokic, who I'm not a huge fan of mostly because of, he draws the attention away from Embiid, and I I don't agree with that. But he signed an extension, and this is not to knock that, right? He signed the max extension that he gets, and there are escalators based on making all NBA first teams and stuff like that and and all kinds of stuff. But he signed like a five-year extension worth like $260 million or something like that. At that point, all 35 – NHL free agents that had signed did not equal that that amount of money. Crazy. Like and and it again, it's different. But in reality, you're paying more people, you know. But the revenue is different. You know, a couple days later, what was the headline? NBA sets a revenue record. Yeah. You know, they broke 10 billion dollars this season. Well, <laughs> that'll do it. And that's where, you know, Adam Silver is not perfect. He's not a perfect commissioner, but from a business standpoint, he has done many positive things for the NBA and right. You know, players aren't making signing quarter of a billion dollar contracts without the owners doing well too. You know, like that's, that's how that looks And this similar thing in the NFL. You see these numbers, these quarterback numbers, especially going just absolutely insane bonkers. Yeah. And you know what else is kind of nice? You know, when Jerry sits down there and he, what he bought the, 
he bought the Cowboys for like a hundred million or a little over and that, whatever worth, it was. What six and, billion and or something? Now he's ridiculous. watching teams that are not the Cowboys sell for four point five billion. Yeah, he's he's happy. He's happy. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely happy. So I was in the middle of starting the NFC North. Sorry, I sorry. just started talking. I talked a little about Rodgers and the Packers just briefly to say oh, that your favorite. How, how dominant they've been. And right. obviously, they should be the odds on favor in the NFC North. But we're going to do what we've been doing, yep. which is alphabetical yep. by team or mascot name, whatever you want to call it. So we're with Chicago. So I've been yep. talking about how Nagy is gone. Everfluss yeah. is in. But there's a lot of people, and I'm honestly basing a lot of this on what Ross Tucker has said because he is not a fan of the talent and the rebuilding process that the Bears right. have right. embarked on both before and, Justin Fields arrived and now since Justin Fields has gotten there. A lot of people jump on that and like, oh, you just don't like Justin Fields, and that's not it. He's like, well, I don't like the situation they're putting Justin Fields in. You know, is the bigger takeaway, and I. I see, it's hard to disagree with that. Like, you know, where, when you, when you like look at it, what have they done to help Justin Fields? Well, well nothing. They, they right. have, they, they, they have changed no the coach. Talent. And, and tell me if you've heard this story before that Chicago is going to try and solve their quarterback woes by changing coaches. It's been done. Now, to to be fair, they did buck the trend and draft Justin Fields high, which is something that they typically had refused they were to not, do. Yeah, they didn't want to do that. So okay, like that that that's a fair point. Like they've they have addressed one of the glaring issues that kind of leads them down that path. But at the on the other side of it, you just look and you're like, well. Their offensive line is terrible. They have no weapons. You have a quarterback who's now learning his second system in two years. And if you want to look at the way you, you do this math, this math gets a little funny sometimes, but it's his third offensive system in three years. Right. You know, like um, because of the college one. It's just <laughs> I – I was high on Chicago last year, mm-hmm. and that was one where I whiffed, misguided, right? Yeah. Um, well, I, 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 as much as I like Nagy, he got it was kind of hard to defend him at times last year, just the way they handled things, and some of that could have been the front office because the front office had been terrible there too, and you know, I think they were tied together, and they both knew that, mm-hmm. um, but. I also look at this division though, and it's hard to see where they get better. I know typically over They're the last six few and years, eleven last year. Typically on the le- over the last few years, you've been a little higher on Minnesota than I have been. Mm-hmm. That comes from the irrational fandom distaste for them, the Eagles facing them in the playoffs and stuff <laughs> okay. like that. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I have. If I go way back, I can find some hate for the right, Vikings, right. but. Um, they kind of let me down the year they missed the field goal. I was really rooting for Randall to oh against the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. That was around the time that I was upset because they upset Miami at near the end of the year. That I think Miami missed the playoffs because they 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 beat them in like week so, like fifteen. Obviously, or a big like Randall fan. Um, yeah, I was a big Cunningham fan too. Right. So 
but uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, honestly, right now their best overall player on offense, and I don't think you anyone would argue no. this is David Montgomery. High right. ceiling, obviously, is Justin Fields. Right, but the, he hasn't established right. or done the, enough yet. Montgomery's their best offensive he, he, weapon. Here's the thing: when we're having this conversation next season, right, or next off season, like. Justin Fields has to be their best player. We talked about the NFL owns Thanksgiving. By Thanksgiving, Justin Fields needs to be their best player. Mm-hmm. If he's not, they are in a world of trouble. Yeah. They're in a world of trouble. Because now, all of a sudden, they're, they're sticking with Fields for a couple more years. But if Fields doesn't start to show signs of it this year, and I'm not saying he didn't last year. This is, I believe that Justin Fields is a good – but like I just don't know that they have the guys around him. But you're, you know what I think you're going to start to hear is if they're, if they're in fourth place come Thanksgiving – and he's and the offense is is bad. I think you're going to start to hear a lot of things you started hearing about Baker Mayfield. Like, yeah. oh, maybe he's not the guy. Like, maybe he's not this. You know, like, and that's unfair because you look at the guys that Baker Mayfield has had. Oh, he's had like, way more right, talent right. on his teams. And you look at the guys that Justin Fields has had. It's not even no terrible. They had one good receiver and they let him go. Now the the Bears have a multitude of wide receivers, but they're all like threes and fours. They just traded for Enkil Harry from the Patriots, who completely was a bust for them. They drafted Valus Jones Jr. They have Darnell Mooney, uh, Dante Pettis, and they signed Byron Pingle, Pringle. They have Tajay Sharp and Equanimeus St. Brown. But again, all those guys were three, four, fives. They for have their a other bunch teams. of guys that like two decades ago wouldn't have been in the league because teams only used four and five wide receivers, not six and seven wide receivers. Right. I mean, and there's guys that they're, they're going to get opportunities. So if any of them are worthy of being like a number two, they'll find out this year. Yeah. You would think you would hope. Otherwise I, I, I find it hard to see where this team is going to score 20 to 24 points every game. Oh, when your best players are running back and everyone knows it, it's going to get rough. It's, it's right. going to be bad. Now, Which is hard to have your quarterback. Like, it's easier to do it the other way. If you have good receivers and, and uh, you're trying to get your quarterback going, well, you can force the running game. Running back is the position in the NFL where it seems like you can plug and play. Right. Yeah, everybody can find a guy. They're, they're Defensively, their best unit is probably their defensive backs. They drafted Jaquan Brisker, Jaquan Brisker. So we're hoping that he has a good year oh, from the yeah. Penn state connection, as well as Kyler Gordon. They brought in a cornerback uh, and they still have Eddie Jackson uh, and Jalen Johnson now. Right. Uh, so like there's, there's young talent there in the defensive backfield, but everywhere else there's just, it's hard to find a lot of names that jump out to you. Uh, Robert Quinn's a journeyman. Roquan Smith hasn't lived up to the hype that he had when he was drafted a few years ago. Right. Shows sparks, but not enough consistency for him. Right. So it's tough to see how much you can this Bears team win more than six games. They have a, they have a late buy. They don't have a buy until week 14, which is the weekend of December Good, 11th. Leading into the Eagles. Wonderful. <laughs> and obviously, um, they, ha- they have to play the Packers twice. So. I, I, it's like look at it. Do you? And I know we're not there yet, but just so a rhetorical question for the time being, we will place it later. But do you think they're good enough to beat any of their division teams twice? And I don't even know that they are. No, like, I, I like I'd say with Detroit, I feel like that's a home team wins kind of thing, you know, like or home team would be favored, and I'd have them. That's the underdog, both games against Minnesota and both games against Green Bay. Right. Like, I – and that's that's Detroit now. And, you know, who knows? We'll talk about them in a second. But, like, I just – So, well, we got to do it. So, 
That's a tough first game, San Francisco defense. Like, you know, with the the guys up front that San Francisco has. So what what's your final final thought on Chicago uh, and your ranking division and the number of wins? Okay. So ranking division, I'm going to go. Well, so are we doing all of the yeah. talking and then the ranking? Or are we oh, doing, do we, is that how we did it? That's how we have been okay. doing it. So like, let, okay, so, let's put a pin in the Bears then and yeah, we'll move yeah. on to the I Lions. Just, I, I think they're going to struggle. I, I think Chicago is going to struggle as well. Uh, so we're to the Detroit Lions, second year with Dan Campbell, who I, I've always been a big fan of since his time down in Miami uh, and, and his work down in New Orleans. I, I think he has an opportunity to turn it around. I'm hoping that they can do well enough this year that he gets a third year. And maybe they finally figure out what they're doing at uh, uh, at quarterback because, you know, they're rolling with Jared Goff again. Um, there's some people that have started to get on board with Detroit not being the bottom feeder in the NFC North. They started out really, really, it was a tough year last year. Um, they, they actually took a step back. They lost two more games last year than they had the year before. They were five and 11 in 2020, went three, 13 and one last year. Um, but they, they started to turn things down. I think we actually talked about this last year. Well, I can see this team struggling in the early going, but then something's going to happen. Things are going to hit right for them and they're going to be a tough out. So look what happened after their buy. So they started, what was it? Oh, and eight. So they were zero and eight and they weren't even super competitive. Right. Uh, especially in the games leading up to, to the buy, they got blown up by the Bengals. And then the Eagles game was just on Halloween was just awful. They went into the buy and then they came out and they shocked a lot of people when they tied the Steelers <laughs> at Heinz field. Just hate to see it. Then they lost at Cleveland by a field goal. They lost to Chicago by two. Then they beat Minnesota by two. Unfortunately, they were blown out by the Broncos uh, on the road, but then they beat the Cardinals. Like that was kind of the beginning of the yeah. end for Arizona when Detroit beat them 30 to 12. They lost by four to the Falcons before looking pretty bad against the Seahawks, giving up 51 points. But then they, they beat the Packers. And I know Green Bay, I think, had sealed everything. So yeah, I'm not still. even sure Aaron Rodgers played in the game, but still beat, beat the Packers. So they win three of their final six games. Uh, the team, I think, started to – they just started to play better. They were able to get it together. Uh, I, I think I, – I, I, Detroit is better than a three-win team in 2022. I'm very confident in, in saying that. And No, I, I – I, yeah. I, I think it has a lot to do with the, the, the coaching staff understanding. Mean, do you remember that Thanksgiving game that was kind of rough to watch last year? Yes. Uh, was it Aaron Glenn, the defense yes. coordinator, trying to get – like there was multiple times. And it just – things looked a little out of sorts, but – Things moved in a better direction uh, following that towards the end of the season. And I, I think the lines are starting to respond a little bit. It's the second year under Campbell now. I think I think it's going to be a better year. Is it going to be a great year? No, I don't think so. Because golf boy on bluff, they're not going to win you a lot of games with their arm. They're, they're not well, guys that are single-handedly so going to win the game. all that we just said about Justin Fields, if you're ranking quarterbacks – I feel like the Lions probably have the worst quarterback in the division. Probably, yeah. Uh, especially if you're talking about ceiling or potential or for room for improvement. Right. Um, 
It's it's so hard to figure out fields right now though because they just were so bad and it wasn't all his fault like right. But the the Lions have better offensive weapons while the Bears have David Montgomery, the Lions can roll out DeAndre yes. Swift, Jamal Williams and then Craig Reynolds and Jamar Jefferson had some good games last year Jason as well. Jason gets in there and, and fullback baby. Out of fullback. Uh, they brought in DJ Chark at wide receiver. Josh Reynolds had a good year last year. Amon Ross St. Brown looked great towards right. the end of the year, was one of the better rookies so, in all of the class. So, Oh, and they drafted Jamison Williams. Right. So I put three of those guys, Chark, um, St. Brown, and Jamison Williams, probably all three of those guys, I would say, are, I would take all those three before I, I take anyone any of the on Bears. the Bears. Yes. Uh, and then a tight end. Now, we didn't mention tight ends for the Bears, but Cole Komet's finally – like, you need yeah. to do something yeah. now in Chicago, I think, entering year three. But at, in Detroit, they have uh, TJ Hawkinson. Yes. Who I know I maybe hasn't gotten as many catches or made as big of plays as people thought, but Hawkinson still has done more than Komet has. So, oh, yeah. again, while the stable of quarterbacks, especially golf, may not be great – and you might like Justin Fields better. All the other offensive positions, including offensive line, too. F- I say favor Detroit. No, oh, I so wholeheartedly agree. Right, uh, you were talking Taylor Sewell Decker, Frank Ragnar, Penny Sewell, uh, and you know Jonah Jackson. There, there's some very talented offensive yeah. linemen there as well. Uh, defensively speaking, they've had some issues, uh, but they drafted Aiden Hutchinson, who fell into their lap. Right. Same thing as Josh Paschal. Uh, Pastel, uh, at deep. So they added two new defensive ends to go to that rotation. Um, I, they got local boy Alec Anzalone, a linebacker. I think believe they resigned him after a strong up, year. Who came up with Campbell, uh, from, Campbell new Orleans. from New Orleans? Right. Uh, so I. <sighs> Are they ready to challenge Green Bay? I, I no, don't but, know that I'm going to go that but far. I t- I, would I? Would I feel safe putting them in the category of I feel like teams that have been so bad that are moving in the right direction? Yes, that's that's the category. Right. That's the label I would put on the lines. And they're going to start one and zero. It's like it's just <laughs> Eagles say- at Lions. I'm not one. saying you're wrong. I'm just upset about. <laughs> You'd be it. really mad if it did happen. Yes, I'd be really mad yeah. if it happened. So uh, the annual Thanksgiving game, they get the Bills. So if they want to really make me happy on Thanksgiving. <laughs> They could beat Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, which would be absolutely amazing. You'd be thankful? I would be very thankful. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, text thread would uh, be. <laughs> oh, that'll be a good one, yeah. But Detroit, Detroit is winning more than three games. They are, they are not going to win three or fewer games this year. Well, they have the Jets. They have, not they have the Eagles. <laughs> Jets, Eagles, and Dolphins. I know, right? There's three wins right there. Don't screw this. And the Bills, come on. He's slam dunk. Slam dunk. I feel like if you're a team like Detroit and you get Miami on the schedule and it's home, you got to be like, oh. You know, well, they- my hope was that that was going to be the Thanksgiving game. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. my hope. Because now, be cool. now it will be eight years, so that's a possibility again. So, uh, yeah. So, I, I, you know, without giving anything away, I'm, I'm higher in Detroit than I am on Chicago. See, my favorite Miami Thanksgiving games would be when they play in Dallas. Like well, I, yeah, no, that's what I want I feel that like as well. I don't, I don't know that anything big or momentous has ever happened in those games, but I, I just <laughs> No, like, never. Just like... Long live Leon Lett. <laughs> so the Packers, here we are. 
This is a fourth year with LaFleur. We know what they've been able to do in the regular season under Aaron Rodgers for uh, over a decade now. I touched on it at the beginning before you got here. They have they are great when there's no pressure. All right, these aren't playoff predictions. This right, this but when when this when is just this is just regular season prediction. When the pressure cooker turns up, the the Packers have folded. So it's <laughs> I know you just hate to see that. Dude. I know, yes. Yeah, I, I put this on you. I'm you just nailed it early. Like I I'm on board with it. I'm on board for the you know, I have a practice. I have a really weird oh, way you, of like picking out. You, I know we've talked about it on the show, but like people just don't understand how good you are. At if I out. don't like someone, sell, sell, yeah, sell right. High. If, if you, right. right. So if, if there's somebody who's like like a popular sports figure that the, and, that the society hasn't turned on yet, right, and Joey doesn't like him, sell high, like <laughs> get out j- while you jump can. off that bandwagon. Joey's on it. We've seen it many times. So many times. It's funny that two of them are Packers quarterbacks. <laughs> so I I, I I was hating on Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers before it was cool. Believe me. And you throw in Tiger Woods too. So I, I nailed all three of those. Oh, that's there, just there's a long tip, list. Tip that's, the yeah, it's a long list. But uh, in Green Bay, Rodgers signed a new contract. It was it, last year was a weird year because everyone was like, "Oh, this is Aaron Rodgers done in Green Bay after this season, right?" No, he signed another extension. What's going on with Jordan Love? It's just a, the same Rodgers Farb thing is now happening with the Love Rodgers situation. It's really weird. They have good running backs still. Aaron Jones is a top tier uh, ball carrier, and AJ Dillon is great right behind him. Uh, they didn't really miss Jamal Williams all that much. Wide receivers, a little bit of a different story now as they. Jettisoned what three primary players, especially uh, Devonte Adams, yeah. gone to the Raiders, who we already talked about. Basically, on Devonte's like, desi- like desire, desire, yeah, call. and and he, supposedly it wasn't anything against Aaron. It was just more like I want to play with my college quarterback and and let's play take in a Las step Vegas. back. If somebody's like, "Hey, you can play," and Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is your quarterback, which again is a big thing, but they've. He's given that a shot. You know, it's not like he's somewhere else and then he has to pick between these two moving forward. Like, he's he's given the Rodgers thing a shot and live in Green Bay. Or you go play with your college best friend mm-hmm. and live in Las Vegas. And sign the contract extension, right? That's right. Contract extension. Oh, also in a state that doesn't have state income tax. And I know that people, like, throw that around. They're like, oh, it's just those are pennies to those guys. It's still a lot of money. That's an easier <laughs> choice to me if I've already won a Super Bowl. I agree. I agree. But also, here's the other thing. If Derek Carr is your college best friend, does that maybe change the way – Like, do you think Devontae looks at Derek Carr a little different than you and I look at Derek Carr? Oh, yeah, easily. Exactly. So I think he thinks they can win there. I'm not saying he – you know, he thinks Carr's better than Rodgers. I don't think he thinks Carr's better than Rodgers, but I think he thinks that they have as good a shot there as uh, – that might be a bit of an exaggeration. I don't know that they have as good of a shot as Green Bay does. But, like, I think he doesn't – he's not necessarily signing up for, like, oh, I'm going to take more money and just be on a terrible team. I think he's saying, like, no, I think we still have a shot, and I can get these other things too. Right. Um, but – I think he might view Derek Carr a little different than a lot of us. And I, I'm not, that's not a knock on Derek Carr, but like to go from arguably, arguably the best quarterback to right. 
a decent quarterback, you know? Yeah. Um, I know it's interesting. Um, they're not devoid of talent at wide receiver. They da- drafted Christian Watson, but again, I don't think in terms of the wide receiver talent that came out in the draft, I don't think people thought Christian Watson was a instant impact day one starter. He will be a day one starter, but I don't believe scouts expect him to be like Justin Jefferson or last two years ago or Jamar Chase last year. Like he's not that type of talent. He's not going to come in and be phenomenal. They have uh, Alan Lazard. They have Amari Rogers. They have Randall Cobb who was brought back last year, basically at the behest, basically demands of Aaron Rodgers. Tight ends. You know, they're at the twilight of the career of Mercedes Lewis. Robert Tunyon didn't have as great a year as last year, but they're not devoid of talent there. They're no. fine. Uh, their offensive line has always been weird because I feel like they always have injuries. They're always letting talent go. They still have back to Yari. They still have egg to Elton Jenkins. They signed local boy Michael Mennett. Um, they have uh, another weird local connection, John Runyon Jr., um, Penn State product Rasheed Walker. Uh, no, none of those guys are starters or projected to be starters or anything. They obviously still have Josh Myers. You know, they, they have a, a core back that is good. Probably may be the best offensive line in in the NFC North. Yeah, when healthy, they absolutely right. Are. When healthy, huge, huge thing. And they, they've been working on their defense. We saw that in the draft this year. Yep. They went to the national champion Georgia Bulldogs not once but twice in. Uh, in the draft to get Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Now, they did lose Zadarius Smith to the rival Minnesota Vikings, uh, and they had a whole weird thing with his uh, injury and return, and then the offseason for agency was just really wacky with him, but um, they're still trying to improve that defense, and they, they went with the Georgia Bulldogs defenders, which on paper it's hard to argue with production there, but I know yeah. scouts didn't love – both of those guys for various reasons, and we right. don't have the time to dive deep dive into that. Uh, but they have Jair Alexander at corners, one of the best defensive backs in the league, um, and you know a few other guys that we like in Eric Stokes, Darnell Savage, and um, Rasul Doug- uh, Rasul Douglas, and then Adrian Amos. So yeah. their their defensive backfield is is young and talented, and I, I on paper even with the things they the talent they lost. To me, they're still the best team in, in the NFC North. Yeah, we we have really gone to this spot of until I see different, I, I've got to go with them. While the calendar says 2022, right. they will be one of the best teams in the NFC. Right, right. Now get back to us in January. Right. We'll see what happens. Yeah, pencil them in to win the division and have a bye. And uh, then they can they can pencil their golf plans for right. Super Bowl. Week. They don't have to worry about anything in February. You can line them up for Radio Row and uh they will finally get to play in London. They'll play the Giants on October 9th uh, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. They were one of the final or the final team that hasn't made a trip across the pond. I don't know that the Eagles have. Really? They may have just in the last couple of years though. I could just be wrong. I I'm betting you're wrong. I, I honestly have no idea. It's I just a safe bet. The Packers are. I feel like the Packers are always giving that benefit of the doubt as one of like the NFL's shining jewels of legacy teams. Is is the Packers? And if there's something that could be a little bit uncomfortable for them in some capacity, so, they're always the latest to have so to do it. So just real quick, if the Packers have an early playoff exit again, is Lafleur in trouble? 
Well, I mean, didn't they do the same thing to... Uh, okay, let's throw fuel under the fire. And I know this a little bit because we of how we may have talked about San Francisco, but what if San Francisco beats him in the playoffs? Like, yeah. <sighs> that would be... I almost feel like it would be worse if someone else beat him, though. Like, if you lose to someone else. Yeah. Like, because if it's San Francisco, I don't know. Like, then it could just be like, oh, we're a bad matchup and, you know, they haven't... But, like, if they lose to, like... Let's say they don't get the buy and they lose to a wild card team in the first round, you know, in Lambeau. I just, yeah, I the Eagles go in there and beat them. <laughs> I'm just, I feel like they, they are, they do that. I feel like they do that uh, after having success, but not big enough success. They, they, they t- tend to move on. I mean. Yeah, to be honest though, like watch if they don't if they don't win the division if they're or if they do but they're like the three or four seed, watch them make a longer run. You know, like if they they yeah. go like eleven and six or something instead. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. Um, no, okay, I was trying to figure out because I didn't know if they fired Lombardi after they won the Super Bowl because it'd be pretty crazy. I think he that just he went on nice. his own, which makes a lot more sense. But uh, they, uh, what, what didn't they? Yeah, they fired Mike Holmgren after he went eleven and five and lost to the wild card to the Forty ers Yeah, in nineteen ninety eight, they went to the Seahawks and made them relevant. A year after they they lost in the Super Bowl. Do you remember how like no one cared about the Seahawks when we were? Younger, yeah, like oh yeah. Now I feel like that. There's a couple factors there. One, things were still a lot more regional at mm-hmm. that time. Yeah, in terms of being able to follow teams and players. Right. Um, but like, no one cared about them, and he went there and Sean Alexander, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's a big yeah. Um, yeah. So Holmgren's the one that jumped out. Mike McCarthy had did have a few rough years and was fired mid season. Um, and that led to Matt LaFleur, who has posted back-to-back-to-back 13-win seasons, uh, which is kind of crazy to think. Because uh, I remember I was not high on, high on the Matt LaFleur hire, and I also thought Aaron Rodgers was going to start to fall off. So I was wrong on both accounts there, or so it may seem. Although they haven't won the Super Bowl, so I feel like that's a, a, a little bit uh, in, in my favor if they right. can't get over this hump. But honestly, if they go 13-4 and again this year but lose divisional or lose the NFC Championship, how could you fire the coach that's won 42 games in four years? I agree. It's, it would be tough to fathom. It, it no, really I, would. I agree, and I feel like that would be foolish. We talk about patience. like there, That would be absolutely the opposite of that. Right. But also – Especially on the who are you going to hire. Well, And also, you're not wasting Aaron Rodgers' prime year. This is the end of his, his, right. his reign – you're going to get rid of him, move on to a new coach, and then Rodgers retire and then have to get another quarterback because they don't seem right, sold right. on Jordan. It, it would be super, super weird and awkward. The only thing I could think of is if there was actual like more coaching blunders that they yeah. pinpoint for, to losing the game. Right. It's like, would it be better for them to get blown out? Well, so <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Last, so a lot of people kind of pin the decision to like try and kick the field goal or whatever or to not go for it on fourth down. Two years ago against Tampa, against him, you know, because um, that was a big thing. Now, this year, they just laid an egg against the Niners, like, and Rodgers did nothing. Um, so, yeah. It, yeah. 
So uh, the last team is the Vikings. Um, they have a new head coach as well with Kevin O'Connell taking over. Um, Mike Zimmer was fired after the 2021 season, and O'Connell is the guy. Uh, the Vikings went eight and nine last I heard this year. The other day, you know Kirk Cousins' career record. I'm guessing sub 500. It's like 59, 59 and two. Oh, like two. I love. And the somebody's two. like, if that doesn't like perfectly define Ke- like, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> define Kirk Cousins as a starter. I'm but, guessing. But then they read his stats from last year. He, he was, was like, really good last yeah, year. He was like over 4,000 yards r- passing, had 33 touchdowns, the seven interception. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's and they they underachieved. Like you know, it's right now to me, he's yeah. the second best quarterback in that division. You have a surefire yeah. first ballot Hall of Famer yeah. with the Packers still playing at an elite level. You have Justin Fields, who has potential, a high ceiling, but isn't quite there yet. He hasn't shown as much as Kirk Cousins And again, has. if you're a Bears and fan, then what Jared you Goff. want, what, as a Bears fan, what you want by the end of this season is to be able to argue and still maybe most of the nation not necessarily agree, but like in your division with like the people who live like around you, like like the Vikings fans, you want to have that argument where you're arguing that mm-hmm. Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in the division or, right. or best. You know, like you want to be having yeah, that would be incredible. But like they want to be able to argue and like have it started have that tide starting to shift where more people like you and I are like, huh, you can yeah, you can, can make, make that, that argument. argument you know, right. That's where the Bears need to be. Vikings, that's their nightmare. Like because you see these other teams, and you're like, oh, are, are the Bears going to get it together? Are the Lions getting it together? Packers still have Rodgers. You know, like, are we wasting this talent we have right now? Like, because yeah. they're a very talented roster. Kirk Cousins underrated last year. Cook Madison is a great one-two punch in the backfield. Wide receivers. Justin Jefferson has become one of the best in the league. They yep. already had Adam Thielen. And um, they added Albert Wilson if he can get back uh, to to full health. And that's pretty much just passing over K.J. Osborne. Um, plus, uh, a tight end, Irv Smith Jr. has shown flashes, flashes yep. as well. So the yep. receiving core is very strong. I mean, Jefferson Thielen is one of the best, if not the best, one-two punch in the NFL uh, over the last two years. Yeah. So... And Cousins has gotten it done. Like, I know we like to bag on him for a while, and, and it made sense, but last year was not one of those. Now, I'm sure there are points that people would point out, oh, he lost the game, he threw this bad interception. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying he didn't have a bad game here or there, but he was not the reason for See, their I, issues. Right. I feel like he's in a tough spot, too, though, because, like, what's he going to do, be the best quarterback in the division with Rodgers in there? Right. No. So you need him to be the second best quarterback in the division, and he was by a mile. Yeah, last year, the rest of the team wasn't good enough. Yeah, the rest of the team wasn't good enough last year. Their defense was awful last year. Right, I think they ranked thirtieth mm-hmm. with Zimmer. Like, and they talk about how that, and that's why he got fired because yeah, the yeah, defense was thirtieth ranked. Defense yeah, it was last no year. good. So they, we already talked that they brought in um, Zedari Smith which is a big, yes. big uh, acquisition for them from the Packers. They drafted Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth, safety and cornerback from Georgia and Clemson, respectively. Uh, Brian Asamoah, I thought, was a good pick in the third round, linebacker yes. from Oklahoma. And 
they they have to get better right defensively. They have to be better defensively than last year. And if you get a similar offensive production and you improve the defense even by five or six spots in the in the uh, you know statistics, you're going to see bump in stands. They were just under 500 last year. All of a sudden, 10 and seven, even 11 and six seems like a possibility for them. Yeah, yeah. not saying it, it, that's what I'm pegging him that, but I'm saying it's possible because of how talented the offense has been. And, and how really well and underrated Kirk Cousins was last year. So early trip to Philly. Yeah. Oof, In that's my mind, fun. I've got the like the gif of the go birds. The <laughs> kid like go birds. Your oh, favorite. God, Your love favorite. It. Yeah, gotta love it. <laughs> All right. So that's the NFC North. We gotta run through these real fast now. Um all right, start at the bottom. Who's your who's finishing fourth in the NFC North? NFC North, I'm going. Um, I'm going to go with the Bears. Me too. Um, so they were what did I say six and eleven last yeah. year. I don't think they're better. I know. So I'm going to put them at five wins. That's where I'm going to say five and twelve as well. Fourth place in the NFC North at five and twelve. And then what are people going to do? Because everybody blamed Nagy. He's gone. New GM. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, but. it is. Uh, third place, reluctantly, I'm still going to put Detroit there. Yeah, me too. But I, like I said, they're better than a three-win team. I think oh, they yeah. could easily get to six or seven I'm putting wins. them in seven wins. So. Um, so I have them in third. I'm, I'll say I'll say six, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them at seven. So I, I say third place at six and 11. I hope they start with a loss week one, and I hope the Vikings have a <laughs> loss week, week two. two. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna put them at seven and ten, second place. We're we're gonna be the same here. I, yeah, I would really like us not to be, but I, this isn't the division. To yeah, do it no, the Vikings are my second place team, but I am gonna put them at ten and seven. I'm gonna have a okay. two two win swing from them from eight and nine to ten and seven. Yeah. Uh, bubble wild card team. I, we haven't figured that out yet, but I'll have Minnesota right there. I think there's a possibility. New coaching staff, uh, offensive guy. Not that they needed help on the offensive side, but if that could supposedly, bump them up even more, supposedly they're gonna air it out. That's, well, they say Justin Jefferson's really have it because they are gonna oh, well, air it out all the time. Well, but that'll free up Dalvin Cook too. Yeah, because he's a great receiver out of yeah. the backfield, and you manage a split back set with him and Mattison, and then you could, roll out Thielen, Jefferson. And, I know it's and very different, but could this could this turn into kind of one of those Zimmer's kind of like Jeff Fisher kind of things, where like yeah. you get this change in system now to like a guy who's more, for lack of a better term, modern offense, mm-hmm. and it looks completely different. Yeah. I hope not, because I don't. I just you don't like, want another good team I just in the like NFC against the Vikings. Obviously, with them, we have the Packers at number one. I don't see them getting 13 wins. 13 13 wins four four years in a row. That's tough. So I'm going to bump them to – I still think they're probably two wins better than Minnesota. So only bump them down one. I'll say 12 and five. Yeah, I think 12 and five is a good spot. And and, and win the NFC North. So that's where we're at now. I know my dad texted me. He said his picks are identical to us. Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, and Chicago. That may be – we may be five for five or – what no, how many do we do? Yeah, yeah, this would be five already, yeah. right? This is five. So I think we might be five for five. Matt, we're we're almost all very close. Uh, uh, but I feel like on this one is probably I'm trying to think through the ones we've done. The one where it might be the hardest to go away from what we just picked. Obviously right. we think so, but like I mean, I could see someone being maybe a little higher on on the 
the Lions, and maybe some people are higher on the Bears, but I feel like the Bears. I, I feel like the this is going to be a reset year for the Bears. You got a new GM and new coach this year, and mm-hmm. they've got job security, I think. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I just it's tough for me right now to see anything but what we just said play out. Right. Obviously, an injury changes things a lot. Oh, yeah. If Jordan Love is starting a lot of games for the quarterback right. of, of Green Bay, it's uh, things could be way different. Be a different picture. Yeah. So, um, so that's it for the NFC North. We're gonna roll over now to the AFC North and take care of those teams. So we have uh, the Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. So we're gonna start in Cincinnati. You know, Super Bowl runner up, as crazy as that is to uh to say right now. Yeah. And no one thought about it going into last year. You know, I found it funny, and I know we're not doing the, the East right now, but apparently there's people putting money on the Jets to have a run like the Bengals did because oh sucking your quarterback. I'm like, no, it's not the same. I can see it. <laughs> no, I, I Go ahead, put your I'm money just, on the Jets. I'm then. just saying that because it's the Jets. <laughs> Because you know how much I dislike them. So, actually, that is it. Not because of the Jets, <laughs> because it's it's because of your dislike for the Jets that I'm saying it. You're right. The Bengals are entering crazy enough. Year four under head coach Zach Taylor. Yeah. Incredible year last year. Now they were ten and seven in, in the regular season. That was good enough to win the division. Uh, then they uh, beat the Raiders uh, in a nail biter. They beat the Titans in a nail biter. They beat the Chiefs in overtime in the championship. And then I mean their playoff run was crazy and everything ended up breaking their way they just couldn't seal the deal against the rams in the super bowl but what a year for the Bengals! second year man joe burrow first year player jamar chase a huge breakout year from trey henderson joe mixon became arguably a top five running back and that's all with a very limited offensive line now they sought to change that uh, in free agency and, and the draft. Yes, and, they did. Uh, and they certainly have. They brought in Alex Kappa, Ted Kreras, and Lyle Collins all along the offensive line. They signed Hayden Hurst at tight end. Um, and then um, they added to their defense in the draft with Daxton Hill, Cam Taylor Britt, and Zachary Carter, the defense tackle out of Florida, as their first three picks. Now, the biggest problem I have with the Bengals is not – I don't think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to take a step back. I don't think Joe Mixon is going to be a worse running back this year. I think their receivers are all top notch and their offensive line is better. I don't know if their defense is going to be able to duplicate the success they had last year. I also think they're going up against stiffer opponents at a minimum in the Baltimore Ravens who were just a a mash unit, a mash unit for most, most of last year. 20 some players on IR last year. uh, It's absurd. So and, and they only went ten and seven and then had a lot of luck in the playoffs. I don't think this is a team that's gonna all of a sudden be thirteen and four and the number one seed. While I think the Bengals are talented, I still think they need another year of progression as well as possibly another offseason of draft and free agency to shore up some positions before they're continually perennials competing for the AFC North title every year and trying to get back to the Super Bowl. I do think the Bengals are gonna take a step back this year. I don't no, that necessarily means they're going to win less than ten games. No, I, but still I think, think it's going to be tougher for them, and they're going to be fun to watch. But like they're also playing a number one, a, a division champ schedule, now. and it's hard. And you got these guys, so like, um, I think it's one of their safeties that they have like contract dispute with right now, um, Jesse Bates, right? 
And so like you have some of these things where it's just it's you you start to have some of that. Look at the look at their last four games. Everything broke their way last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last four games. Well, actually, look at their schedule after the bye. Yeah, after the bye, they're at the Steelers, at the Titans, host the Chiefs, host the Browns, at the Bucks, at the Patriots, against the Bills, and against the Ravens. Where so, do you can you guarantee me three wins in there? No, I think they'll win at least three, maybe more. But like, I you can't guarantee it. Is at Deshaun best, Watson playing December eleventh? Oh. Probably find that out in the next two weeks. And I bet he is. I bet he is. Thank you, NFLPA. So I don't want to hear, oh, NFL, NFL, NFL. No, you can talk to the players union about that. Well, and uh, this is one of those things that I can't stand. And we can talk about it with Cleveland. But when people are like, oh, well, you know, oh, what's the kid from Atlanta with the bet? Oh, Calvin Ridley. They're like, you know, he got a season. This is completely different, and Calvin Ridley needed to be suspended for the season. You can't, you can't gamble. Yeah, we've talked, we talked about right, that like, when that came right, out. Like you can't do that. That is that relates to the integrity of the product right. on the field. Right. The off the field stuff. You're like, talking about like messing with billions of dollars. Pe- people are trying to. It's not an apples right. to apples situation. Right. right. And, and they're, they're these. I, I I could screw this up, but these are. Like exclusive, like they're separate issues, like completely. completely. They're not tied together. No. Um, and notice, like the NFLPA on that one didn't argue. No, they're kind of like, mm, yeah, you screwed yeah, up. You're kind of lucky you're not banned. You know, like that was at least that's what it appeared. I'm sure that's not the official response they took, sure. but like that kind of just went away. Well, I think they kind their hands were tied because I think Ridley was just like, I'm accepting the penalty. Right, right. Of course, the NFLPA men have told him you need to accept this penalty. Right, I, right. We don't know. That's right. all subjective. Exactly. But like here, you know, and I look what this is. Right. There's so much right. stuff. I know the things that Deshaun Watson has been accused of doing. Which is still continues to be a he said he said she said thing because the justice system has said we're done here, right? Which which again, makes things is, very difficult which again, for the NFL. Is a separate issue, right? Of whether or not that's the best or just outcome, I, I don't know. I, I don't. But like that's a separate issue. But yes, that makes it all that more complicated. I feel like the NFL would have loved. I shouldn't say love. It would have made. Some people's lives a lot easier if there, there was would have been a, a more cr- clear criminal cut, conviction, or, as or, opposed to settlements that are like have all kinds of NDAs. And, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's rough. I mean, it's tough. Like, I, I don't envy this, but that's why I think the NFL has already said we want a minimum of one year, maybe more. Right. But and that's why I'm like, this comes down to this. This is an NFLPA problem. Now people won't see it that way. They'll just be like, the NFL didn't do enough for Deshaun. No, the NFL tried to do just like every single, th- like I see this. I've sent this to you multiple times. Everyone brings up Ray Rice and Ezekiel. You guess what? All of those guys got less games suspended because of the union, not the NFL. The NFL hammered all those guys. They were all reduced because of arbitration or through the NFLPA challenging it the nfl now, gave I get, those guys I more get the ray rice one to an extent because i feel like that was botched by everyone because oh, no i'm not saying thing, i'm no, not no, saying no, the nfl no, no. is without right. blame for right. some of this but but i'm just but saying there is the pa right like it, there's yeah, enough exactly. blame to go 
everywhere and everyone needs to take part and in by that. we are not defending any of these people no, believe me yeah. i'm just saying it's it's a weird situation when there's no criminal or in some cases even civil like charges but people are still like well we believe that what you believe doesn't matter right and, and then you have like charges being dropped and things being re- and then people are convinced that this happened even though there's either no evidence or no criminal or civil response, but they still want the NFL to do like, right. that's a tough place to be. Right. It's a really tough place to be. Right. Um, we, so we covered some of the Brown stuff right. here <laughs> to cover that. I think, I think he'll be playing by December 11th. I think it's going to be 10 games when it's all said and done. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and I think there's going to be a one season suspension. I think, I think, um, Either uh, I, I, I forgive me. I forget the judge's name that was now overseeing the punishment. Yeah, I, I cannot for- recall her name. Right. Uh, that's the independent person in right. charge of the the personal conduct policy. They got Roger Goodell out of the initial phase of it. Good. Good. Uh, like you don't need the head honcho doing that, but especially in such a big business, if they need to delegate that, if there's an appeal that goes to him. Right. right. So. Which is why they need to separate it, though, because I believe before he was the judge and the appeal and the appeal. Like that's a bad that's a bad look. It just in a in a systematic thing. So he's the he's the guy. I don't have a problem with him being the appeal guy, being the like the person and then the appeal. That's fine. Like logical sense. But yeah, like who knows? I just. Hold on, because there are going to be hot takes galore, no matter what. Oh, there always the are. Is going to be. Always are. But for some reason, I'm just thinking the way that this has gone and lingered, and he already missed a year last year. And it keeps getting worse. Well, and the Texans it's not just getting settled. Better. It keeps getting worse. The Texans just settled for everyone that was suing them, and right. they didn't accept responsibility for anything, but right. they just decided Which, to. Which, again, is one of those where I could see that being one of those things where they. Like there's all it's all like non-disclosed stuff. Yeah. But I could see the NFL having access to that right. stuff. You know? Yep. Because how as the Texans are you gonna be like, no, you don't have access to that? Like I don't know. It, it's so weird. It's, it's very weird. Uh, but anyway, so like Bengals are good. I just don't know that they can duplicate last year. We already started talking about the Browns. Um <laughs> sorry, we're all this is their place. third year under Kevin Stefanski. Eight eight and nine uh last year, which they underachieved. They jettisoned Baker Mayfield because they brought in Deshaun Watson. Who knows if that's gonna pay off? Um, but they did also bring in Jacoby Brissett, who I guess would be set to take over the reins. He's gonna be the starter. Um oh, but they have to play against potentially play against Baker in week one. Right. Um Josh Dobbs also signed there. So they added some guys that have some talent, um, at least in the short term, How about also have just started on top a game. of all this. Odell like forces his way out and then goes and wins the Super Bowl that yeah, year. Like, I know. oh, that's <sighs> yeah. So it's they, like kicking the teeth of Browns fans. Yeah. They got rid of Austin Hooper and Char, Char excuse me, Jarvis Landry. Um, but they added Amari Cooper, uh, Chase Winovich. There's still in talent trades. here. There's yeah, still they're still there. Here. Absolutely, still talent there. But there better be because they don't have a first round pick forever. I mean, they still have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield, as well as Ernest Johnson. Think about what they traded for Deshaun. A lot, a lot. Um, They signed Jakeem Grant. They drafted David Bell. They have Donovan Peoples Jones. 
so yeah, obviously there's there's talent there. They're expecting expecting Amari Cooper to be more of a guy he was, you know, two three years ago than he was maybe last year. Uh, but they re-signed David Njoku to a big contract. They have some talent along the offensive line with Batonio and yeah. Conklin, um, Jedrick Wills. So, and their defense, their defense was very very good at times last year. So, uh, Clowney, Day, Garrett. Talk about a guy, and I I talked about this with my buddy Joe, who's a big Michigan fan. Chase Winovich, remember when he went to New England? New England, like, yeah. Everybody loved Chase Winovich like a start, and then he just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, he we had, had a, a good run. first rookie yeah, year. Yeah, but he had a run in with uh, Belichick up there. I think so, um, they also have a second year of Wosu Koromoa at outside linebacker, very good last year. Um, he, they they had talent: Denzel Ward, Greedy yeah. Williams, Greg Newsome. Um, Grant Delpit. So there's yeah. talent there. Uh, eight and nine just wasn't good enough last no. year. And if they don't have Deshaun Watson, that completely changes where they're going. So if I'm banking on Watson being out, Cleveland's not looking good for me this year. No. Um, yeah, I, it, they could be in trouble. But here's. Well, yeah, man, this this division is crazy. <laughs> this division's crazy. As clear cut as the other as the uh, NFC North is, this, NFC North is. This, just if a you told me mess. this division could finish, and I mean, there's probably what some, like given all of the unknowns right now, I would still say any one of the teams could win the division. Honestly, as of right now. Deshaun Watson currently suspended zero games at right. this moment. I would say I would have the Steelers as the worst chance to win the division, but not knowing, impossible. Oh no, no, not yeah, not a zero percent chance. Knowing a significant Deshaun Watson suspension is coming, who knows how long, but significant. I did say it has to be the Browns for me, just because of the other pieces that the Steelers have, but. I still wouldn't put it at zero, but right. I, I, it would. It's gonna, obviously going to take a huge hit when that, whenever that plays itself out. No, I, I'm with you. Uh, so let's move on to Baltimore here, as we're already running long. But the Ravens suffered to an eight nine record last year. Um, this is going to be fifteenth year under head coach John Harbaugh. That's unbelievable. That's got to be up there with the longest. Oh, got to um, be close. Yeah, Belichick's Belichick. Longer. Yeah. <laughs> that might be uh, it. That, yeah, that, that may be it. I. I'm struggling. Yeah, that has to be Carroll with yeah. the Seahawks yeah. uh, up there as well. He's got to be getting close to 15 years, right? Yeah, he's got to be getting close. But anyways, the Ravens, I'll say, won the offseason, but not in the, like, they made the biggest deals. They no. made the best moves, which is something that that front office which does all the right. time. Which people thought that was going away when Ozzie Newsom retired, right. and or, it or hasn't. He, did he even officially fully retire? I think or he, he just, just isn't the GM. He's and not like the head guy. He might be right? like special consultant yeah, kind of thing. Like, But they made – Which, by the way, when he runs that franchise like he had, if he's like, hey, I kind of want to still keep a role, you say, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you. Frazier signings since March. Marcus Williams, free safety. Morgan Moses, offensive tackle. Michael Pierce, defensive tackle. Mike Davis, running back. Vince Beagle, outside linebacker. Brent Urban, defensive tackle. Kyle Fuller, cornerback. Brent Hundley, quarterback. All of those guys may, aren't flashy and maybe are fringe starters, 
or special teams guys, but they all improve the team. They make yes. the team yes. better. I, I don't know that there's too many names that they lost in free agency that they're going to be unable to replace. I know a lot of people point to the trade of Marquise Brown. That yeah, one raised some he, eyebrows. Right, but supposedly he's wanted out for three years. You right. know, like. And then all they did was oh have a phenomenal gosh. draft, yes. especially the first three picks. Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, people thought was a top five guy at one time, easily top 10. They got him at 14. Then Tyler Linderbaum, arguably the best interior offensive lineman in the draft out of Iowa. And then they got the injured David Ojabo, who probably will have a red shirt this year as yeah. he recovers from his Achilles and tail. And is going would have been a top or a uh, first, first round, round pick, pick. Yeah, easily for sure. Gotten hurt last year. And uh, I know some of the late round guys that they added, uh, people were very high on. Daniel Falele, the offensive tackle from Minnesota. Jalen Armour Davis, the cornerback from Element. Alabama, two tight ends in Charlie Kohler and Isaiah Likely, and Jordan Stout is already turning heads, the punter from yes. Penn State. Yep. So uh, again, just strong phenomenal kicking, job strong kicking game there in uh in, in Baltimore. Yeah, for real, for real. So absolutely um ep- Ooh, excellent job by them. Head athletic trainer fired. No. Yeah. Ouch. I wonder why. <laughs> um so they, they did get rid of Don Martindale, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator. So there will be a new system there. Uh, and it's Mike McDonald uh, that's going to be leading them. But I, I think they'll I think they'll be OK. Yeah, they were essentially a 500 team last year running out of pra- a practice squad. Right. And then Lamar Jackson missed a bunch of games last year. Tyler Huntley did his best, but they brought in Brett Huntley as well. So that's a good 3D from them. Lamar yeah. Jackson, say what you want. I mean, when he plays, he gets the job done. He's an MVP caliber quarterback. They had like, really – exactly. I mean, he won it, what, just three years ago now? Yeah. You know, Rodgers won the last two. So J.K. Dobbins tore his ACL, missed the entire year. I believe Gus Edwards – either that or his Achilles as well. Yeah. Uh, they should both be back. They signed Mike Davis, so they've got a great uh, running back trio there. I think they, they're believers in Rashad Bateman. They are. Uh, that that That's the situation for, for the Ravens to overcome is the wide receiver position. There's not a lot of... On repeat for years. Uh, right. Since right. Anquan Bolden was there. Really, yeah. Um, and that was at the end of his career. Right their most experienced guys with Bateman are what uh, Devin DuVernay and Tylen Wallace, maybe James Proch. I don't Yeah. There's not a lot there. Luckily they do have some good tight ends in Mark Andrews and Nick Boyle. But plus I also said that a lot of draft people are high on Kohler and likely offensive line has always, always been a great spot for them. And they got stronger and, and they got stronger. So Kevin, Kevin Zeitler, um, Adam Morgan, Moses drafted Tyler Lindenbaum, uh, and Daniel Falele, uh, have Jawan James, who's now back from uh, the injury um, in Denver last year in the offseason when he wasn't supposed to be working yes. out and th- that whole fiasco. Uh, and-, and Ben Cleveland as well. Defensive lineman, Calais Campbell. Uh, they drafted Travis Jones. They have Matabuki back. They brought in Michael Pierce. They still have Brent Urban. So, um, yeah, just just talent all around. They, re-signed, yeah. or they brought back Justin Houston. Um, they have Josh Bynes, Tyus Bowser, brought in Vince Beagle. Um, uh, Odafe Owe last year was a huge stand. Patrick and, Queen and, is and the starter years, there. Inside. When they have Owe on one side and Ojabu on the other. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Patrick Queen in, inside. Inside, right. Oh, my 
Yeah. Oh yeah, and they have Marlon Humphrey, Tony Jefferson, Marcus Peters, who missed most of last right. year. Um, and like I, I, they brought in Kyle Fuller and drafted Armour Davis, uh, and, and Marcus Williams as well. Right. They brought in Marcus Williams. Man. So like there's just they're 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 not going to be no. nine and eight or eight and nine, no. whatever they were last year. Uh, this year, that's for sure. Uh, it, it's going to be. I think it could be a good year in Baltimore, and they play three divisional, actually four divisional games in the last five weeks, but including both games against the Steelers. So if they get nicked up again and suffer through injuries, things could get rough towards the end of the year. Yes. But they can be, probably decide their fate in those last five weeks. Yeah, if they hang in there till December, they can. It's there to be had in December because of all those division games late. All right. Last but not least, or maybe for you at least, the Pittsburgh Steelers now playing at Kreiser Stadium. <laughs> We're gonna talk. We, if we had time, we'd talk about the Heinz Field debacle. But I said to my buddies, I'm like, you avoid oh. this when you uh, when you just go right for the corporate name that has no tie to the city in Lincoln Financial Field. Like, it'll always be the Lincoln Financial or the link to me. But like, that has no. I still call it the bet. That <laughs> has no like sentimental right. meaning. Heinz being there. And I don't know if you watch the Pittsburgh dad videos, but like he, occasionally he one. Yeah. it was great. He's like, he's like, if you, he's like, there's no better money spent than somebody who gets the first naming rights to something in Pittsburgh. He's like, because everyone will forever call that Heinz field. It doesn't matter that they changed it. Right. He's like, so they don't have to keep paying. We will keep calling it that. So, uh, so we were, Thinking about coaches that have been in the league a long time. Yes. We didn't mention Mike Tomlin, yeah. who's entering his 16th year. In the same division. As head coach in the same division. I We just completely well, forgot about it. What's the joke? Like, since, like, since World War II, basically. They've actually. had three like, coaches. Since, since 1970, there have been more popes than coaches of, of the Pittsburgh of the Steelers. Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. Uh, so, first time in essentially 20 years that Roethlisberger isn't the quarterback of the Steelers. Uh, most like a, of those years was like under Tomlin. Boo moment for me. <laughs> First time since '99 that Kevin Colbert is not the general manager. They won't be playing at Heinz Field. You got to feel for Steelers fans. There's a lot of turmoil there this is, in Pittsburgh. This is like this is like franchise upheaval. You know, <laughs> like to be clear, the GM retired. You know, so like it wasn't even a firing. Like retirement is about as like much over like. Waves, you know, rippling in in the front office in yeah, Pittsburgh, really. like the beacon of steadiness there. So out is Ben Roethlisberger. In is Kenny Pickett from Pitt. Boo. They also drafted George Pickens, the big wide receiver from Georgia. Demarvin Leal, the defensive lineman from Texas A and M. So and then Calvin Austin the third from Memphis. Watch for him to be the next cir- mid round receiver. Back to a conversation we had big. earlier on the show. If you could, if you could be down on. Um, on Kenny Pickett, like now, that would be fantastic. Just your track record for, oh. for nailing these things. That, yeah, that would be see, huge. It, right now I'm, I have these feelings of I don't like him because he's from Pitt, but like right. that's not that's not what I'm talking about. Right, I, right, and I feel like I feel like I have the reverse thing. I want him to be bad. So if you're out there, buy on on the Kenny Pickett stock right now because it's going to go up because I don't want him to be good. <laughs> So. so you would think Mason Rudolph would have a leg up to be the guy since he's been in Pittsburgh for a few he years. He does not. He's probably third on this list. Right but, now. yeah, I, I'm not sure he does. Besides drafting Kenny Pickett, they also signed Mitchell Trubisky, who had a, a one good year in Chicago, took a and, backup deal in Buffalo, and now is trying to rejuvenate his career with a, a one-year deal for the Steelers. I feel like Trubisky could be a really good fit here 
for, for a year. Like I know kind they of a took gap Pickett guy. in the first, but like Trubisky can move enough to hide some of the offensive line deficiencies. Deficiencies, but um, is a pro. You know, by this point, like you know, he he has that part of it. I, I don't know that it's going to work out that way, but like I feel like it could have uh, with Pickett there. Who knows how that's going to play out? Because that whole. That whole you got when you draft the guy in the first round, you got to you got to play him kind of thing. However, if there's an organization that w- is dedicated to their own timeline, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh yeah. You know? um, and to be clear, Ben sat for a little bit. Now I know that was generations ago in football years, you know, but um, that does feel like a long time. He wasn't rushed. He wasn't rushed. They were all in on. I was Maddox. a freshman in college. When when that was happening, I distinctly remember being in college and people yelling like Donovan McNabb sucks, and I'm like, your quarterback is Tommy Maddox. Like <laughs> now we can say your quarterback Kenny Pickett, right? Kenny Pickett. So the, this is going to be the Najee Harris year, I think, uh, and they have a good stable the behind was him. Last year it wasn't the Najee Harris year; it should have been last year. With Edmonds, McFarland, and Snell there as well, they have a, a good stable there in Pittsburgh. Najee Harris, another guy. Uh, Ross Tucker's not real high on him, is he? Is it Ross that's not high on him? There's oh, somebody that is like they're like they think he's just a guy. Oh, I like, don't. I haven't heard Ross. It, say it might that. not be Ross. I might. I might. It's someone else. They're like they're like. Look, I, I'm not saying he's bad. They're just like they don't view him as a difference maker. They view him more as like in the group of running backs that like yeah he's good, but like you could have anybody there. And I was like, oh, that caught my attention. Juju Smith Schuster is gone, yeah. but. They have Chase Claypool, who needs to mature and step up. Deontay Johnson was the guy last year, by and large. He's still there. They drafted George Pickens and Calvin Austin. And they have Miles Boykin, plus their tight end of the future. Pat Frymuth looked great as a rookie last year. The Penn Stater is back for year two with Pittsburgh. If if they want to have a great year, it's going to come down to their offensive line. And I don't know that they have the horses – to, to compete with Baltimore and Cincinnati. Right? In this divi- look at what the uh, teams in this division have up front on defense. Right. And you're going to run out there with a shaky offensive line and we'll just say unproven quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> now, their defense uh, can give teams fit as well on the defensive line with the oh, yeah. Al- Alu-Alu, uh, Hayward, uh, Ogunjobi, and they, uh, the draft of DeMarvin Leal. Um Devin Bush, Miles, they brought in Miles Jack at linebacker yeah. to pair with TJ Watt, the reigning Miles defensive Jack. player of the year. I think Roberts Belaine is underrated. Uh, defensive back, we always talk about that. I know Minka Fitzpatrick has been this ball hawk guy, and they have um, Joseph and Kazee, who have both played a lot. One, but I, I still feel like they're a little weak on the boundary, though. No, I, they're cornerbacks. They I know. They always have amazing safeties in terrible corners. Yeah. So I, I, I do think. I say it, terrible. They're not. No, no, no. They're just awful, not like but. the other Steelers. Um, and maybe it's because teams throw outside because of who's in the middle. Yeah. But. Which is probably a good idea. But in a league that relies on four or five wide receivers now, it's tough. Now, your safeties, yeah, are going to get exposed in coverage. Right. And so are your corners if they're so, not there. Um, yeah, now they do have like we just talked about Baltimore. Pittsburgh obviously has Baltimore in two of their final five games of the year, and they finish with the Browns. So Pittsburgh is coming off of what were they? What did we say they were in twenty twenty one? Nine seven and one. Right. Right. Um, 
Mike Tomlin has never been worse than 500. <sighs> well, and he can't be 500. So is right. he going to go? Are they going to go? And eight, last nine year was year? a year where it was looking a little sketchy at times. Yeah, yeah. It, it did. Uh, they, they had a rough go of it at times. Things looked uh, a little bleak, but they uh, they turned it around. Um, that that tie to Detroit and then two straight losses made things a little rough. Yeah. Uh, they squeak past the Ravens, but then lost to the Vikings. And they beat the Titans, but then get blown out by the Chiefs. Right. Um, but then they beat the Browns and beat the Ravens. Yeah. And that, to end, that Ravens and the, end the season that went at the Ravens kept the Ravens out of the playoffs. Yeah. Then then they then they lost to. Uh, or no, sorry. No, I'm looking at week week one. Like, That's not right. That's not what I was looking for. Um, so then they they went into the playoffs and and they got beat up by the Chiefs who they right. had lost to a few weeks prior. Um, I mean, there's I don't think anyone expected them to beat the Chiefs, but no. here we are the next year. A lot of changes in Pittsburgh. Let's do it. Let's do the AFC North. Where are we All going? Right. Who's in fourth place? I am going to go with the Browns because of the unknown the uncertainty at, at quarterback. Yeah, so am I. Um, they were 8-9 and nine last year. I don't know if you take Deshaun Watson away, that team's not 8-9. and nine. They're worse than 8-9. and nine. I agree. And so here, this is a, just a question. Like, There's going to be some heat on the coach for them not being good. But like, I don't know the dynamic. He's not the GM. So, like, if he isn't the one who gives up all these assets and future assets for the quarterback who can't play, how fair is it to hold him to a high standard? You know, like, now, if you want to say he didn't get Baker where he needed to be and that put us in a position where we need that's fair. Sure. That's fair. But, like, what are you going to do this year? You can't, like, I feel like you're tying his hands behind his back and then being like, juggle you know like it's um yeah it's a little rough like no i'm not saying maybe they'll say maybe there's an understanding there like yeah look you, you know this isn't a this is a year where we need to get things in line but i i know people will think oh the talent isn't that bad like if deshaun misses a bunch of games with the season like they'll still be good but well, they I, go I from think, having arguably the best quarterback in the division to the worst right or but also like i look at what deshaun did in God, this was back in 2020 now. Yeah, it's what been he a did few years for a since terrible Houston Texans team, the way he played, like he was responsible for basically all of their wins that year, right. which was only like four. Right. But still, four. if he wasn't there, they'd lose every game. Right. So he could easily be responsible for four wins. So if I think this team without him is a six and eleven team, I think with him they're at least a ten and seventeen, maybe eleven and sixteen. Right. But I don't think they're going to have him. So well, you I also have, have to factor in that the Browns. Right. So the <laughs> bad things happen. I'm going Cleveland last. If Watson's out, I think they win six games. I agree. Third place. This, yeah. this one, I don't think this will surprise anyone. I'm going Pittsburgh. Yeah, me too. So they, what are they? They went 9-7-1 last year. I think they find a way to get to – over 500, oh, yeah. and I, I think, think so they too. go 9-8. and eight. I think the rest of the team is there. I think if Trubisky is the quarterback, I think they could be pushing 10 wins. I well, know that I, sounds crazy. 9-8. and eight, I know, like, but like, I think, but like, basically what I'm saying you is, think I think if Trubisky, Trubisky is the quarterback, year? I think if they get Trubisky now, well, yeah, like second year Trubisky, basically, that they're better than last year's Steelers. 
Hey, I could see it happen. We talked about it. we right. could see depending on how things because go. Any of these this teams is not win the saying a career thing, but watching Ben play last year was it was painful. it was rough. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, he he was couldn't not, throw. Yeah, couldn't it was move. bad. It, like, was, it bad. was bad. Yeah, and they still went nine seven and one. Right. Like you watched those games last year. Mitch Trubisky, when he was bad, was better than what Ben was playing like last year. I, honestly, like, yeah. So they went nine seven one with Ben at fifty percent of what he was just like three years ago. Right. Right, so I'll I'll stick with nine and but eight. I don't know that Trubisky's going to be the guy. Right, it could be Pickett. I I I haven't figured out how I feel right. about Kenny right. Pickett, right. so I got to I got to wait. No, a little we bit. know how we feel. <laughs> we don't know if we, we can don't justify it in reality. If he didn't go to Pitt, I might be like, yeah, okay. I guess no, I can't have Pitt be good in any way. Well, and as Ross says, his hands are too small to play in a city <laughs> like Pittsburgh. I love that that people just like don't get it. <laughs> I'm going Cincinnati in second. You gotta be kidding me! Cincinnati in second. Uh, they went ten and seven last year. I'm gonna put them back at ten and seven. I think. Yeah. So Pittsburgh nine and eight. Cincinnati ten and seven. I think they they got better on offensive line, but I think some things broke their way that I don't know that that will happen this year, especially the way the playoffs went down. I'm a big believer in Burrow and Chase. I mean, all of the, they have a great wide receiver car and offense. I just, something to me says we're not going to see that kind of play again a second year. Right. So I feel like everything went against them two years ago. When and everything went right last Burrow year. Burrow got hurt. Yeah. Everything went right last year. They'll probably settle somewhere in the middle this year. Yeah. So 10 and 7 sounds about right, right to me. Right. Right. So obviously, then we have the Ravens winning the yeah. division. I honestly, I think they're better by multiple games. So do I. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'm going to go because you went. I, okay, I agree. Sure. You. I'm going to put them at 12 wins. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. So I have Baltimore 12 and 5, which so, is a four game So swing. by the way, I'm going to get be given a hard time now because. My mom's going to listen to this, and she's going to be upset that, that we, we were both. so high on the Ravens. But if we had them, if we talked bad about the Ravens, then she would have been mad about that too. So, so um, yeah. for the Joe Mays and JRAF show, official record keeper, my uncle Rich, uh, you'll have to write this one down. And oh, Justin gosh. and I are the same, but my dad's a little different. He has Pittsburgh last, Cleveland third, okay. Baltimore second, and Cincinnati in first. So there you go. So Bengals, Ravens, Browns. Uh, Steelers one to four for my dad. Whew, yeah, so we did it. We got through the North Division, those eight teams. Interesting divisions, <laughs> completely opposite. I feel like there's only one way the NFC North can finish, whereas you could tell me any combination of the teams in the NFC North, and I'd be like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, I'm, I'm telling you, and this is, and maybe it's if Trubisky beats, or if, if Pickett beats Trubisky out. That could be signs of this too, but with if Trubisky is the quarterback because he wins the job, not by default. I'm telling you, I think that's a sneaky good thing for for the Steelers this year, mm-hmm. um, and could be good for them in the long term to give Pickett a chance to kind of adjust to the NFL. Yeah. So, all right. Well, it was good to be back and talk some NFL. We have one more of these shows where we're going to have to cram in. The East divisions, the divisions that matter, the playoffs and Super Bowl predictions. So it'll probably be another really long show in two weeks. So I don't know exactly how Justin is going to be handling that one. We'll figure. Um, but we are unfortunately have to miss next week. Uh, we're both either out of town or have events, so no shows next week. 
Two weeks from now, episode 362 will be our final NFL preview part four for the 2022 season. And then this show is is done until most likely sometime in November-ish. Um, I, I mean, I want to be back to talk pro football, but the longer we're not here talking pro football means that our high school team that we cover is doing very, very well. And that's always what we want from the Wilson Bulldogs. So, I just started uh... – Look, not looking, but really kind of dissecting football schedules and yeah. like what that affects my schedule for the fall. So, right. Uh, in calendar mode this week. So. Yes, yes, very much so. But we will be back in two weeks' time to finish our NFL preview. Uh, anything else from you? Any shout-outs? Anything to say? <laughs> my niece's birthday is uh, in, in a few days. So Oh, well, yes. Turns three. Happy so. birthday to Sonny. Yep. Or almost. And happy belated to my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law, both celebrating over the last week. Uh, happy early birthday to uh, little Addie Barrenshausen. That's coming up in a couple weeks' time. And uh, no one else of note celebrating anytime soon, nope. right? Nope. Remember, July's the worst month. Just keep that in mind. Wednesday, so. the peak of the sports year. No, when, we, when we would normally have our show a week from now, July 24th, will be this guy's birthday. Um, 48. So congratulations Great. on that. Um, oh, and also Laura. Laura's birthday is coming, coming up, up too. Yeah. So yeah, lots Birth- of July birthday birthdays. Buddy. I mean, I mean, close. It's close enough, right? Well, yeah, we just group in. In July, you just kind of group it all in. Well, didn't you also share a birthday with Alexa? And Alexa's grandfather. That's crazy. So yes. many July birthdays. Yes. Good for month. Good for birthdays. Not so much for sports. Um, and then this week coming up is like the end. There's a couple of days where there's literally like nothing of note in my sports life. I know there's other stuff going on, but there's nothing of interest for me because I know there's. You're not tuning into the women's Euro finals. <laughs> no, sorry, I am not. Okay. I'm not doing the soccer thing. I'm not doing the esports. I'm not doing. MMA or boxing or whatever fighting UFC. No, I'm not doing any. I felt old the other day. I turned. I might have been yesterday. I turned on and there was like UFC on like during the day, and I'm just like, what is this? As I changed the channel, (laughs) no. (laughs) I immediately was like, man, I sounded old. But (laughs) all right, everyone, it's good to be back. Thanks for listening, and we'll finish our NFL preview in two weeks. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your emails to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs>